Oh, my stars, I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Christmas in the stars, Christmas in the stars. What a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars, lighting up a Christmas tree. Come on, everyone, and sing. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 Kessel Run Collecting Holiday Special. How you doing, Matt? Oh, cold, cold with the sniffles, just like the holiday season is supposed to be. Yeah. So do you recognize uh, that music that was playing and, and what that's from? Is that from the holiday special? No, that is from the 1980 LP Christmas in the Stars. Oh my god. I I think I've heard of it, but I don't think of I don't actually own it. Man. Have you heard the song uh What Would You Get a Wookiee for Christmas if he's already got a comb? I think I have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, like, that it's... is the album that that song is from. Christmas in the Stars is one of only 3 LP records that I still own from the time I was a kid. Oh uh, man. Yeah, I have uh the story of Star Wars. Uh, the story of the Empire Strikes Back, which was for a long time, that's how we experienced it. If you couldn't watch the movies, was you had the LP albums, and I had Christmas in the Stars. Still have it in excellent condition. The uh, it even still has the wrapping on the sleeve. Uh, you know, I just slid it down the side to open the record and everything. Well, that's how you keep it nice then, but keeping the yeah, wrapping. it is in really good shape. Um, so yeah, I mean, some people may have heard of uh, heard of the album, some haven't. Uh, the cover for the album is Ralph McQuarrie, and it's an image of Santa Claus by a fireplace, and R two D two and C three PO are there, and then uh, there's a couple other droids in the background. Nothing canon like from the movies, but a couple other droids rolling around. I, I guess they're supposed to be assembling toys or whatever, and. Uh, yeah, just have a lot of fun memories of the album. Not like it's great or anything, but when you were a kid growing up at that time, like anything was Star Wars, you were totally in love with it and obsessed with it. So, um, yeah, I, I listened to that album quite often as a little kid. And um, when, I, when I was looking into getting the music there for the show, I actually found uh, a couple sites where you can play it or download it. So now I actually have it digitally too, because I haven't heard any of that stuff since I had a record player, which hasn't been for quite some time. Oh yeah, oh man, I sh- you know uh, Chris, who my lovely girlfriend, who's been this one out because she saw the huge list of what we're gonna do. I was like, oh, I got stuff for the kids to do. She has she's all doing Christmas stuff with the kids earlier. So uh, her daughters actually they they're only like. 14 they still they own multiple record players i guess vinyl's making a comeback yeah yeah well it's kind of uh like a little bit of a popular retro thing right now but yeah i i got rid of almost all my records uh year many many years ago probably like about 20 years ago maybe and uh the ones i kept even though i couldn't play them was uh star wars yeah it would be interesting to hear some of those albums again the way they 
originally were because for example like the story of star wars and empire strikes back i think a lot of those were slightly abridged you know they're not two hours long so they yeah, were edited somewhat so we have a packed show tonight uh this is probably going to be our last show this year we might squeeze in another one but uh for the most part, this is our end of the year show where we're going to be doing our best and worst of 2023. And we have a lot of other stuff to discuss. Uh, we got a lot of recent pickups. We're also going to be talking about some Christmas action figures that they've had throughout the years and a bunch of stuff going on with Hasbro, uh, hole in the ground production news, a lot, a lot of stuff to cover. So, without further ado, let's get into it with our recent pickup. So, Matt, what have you gotten recently? I know you said you had just came in today at the last minute. Yep, just this afternoon, I finally got my General Harris and Dula, my Director Krennic, and a Paz Vizsla, all courtesy of Amazon. Uh, what else? Oh, a couple days ago, I got my R5D4s, and then got... Oh, I think I think I remember I talked about it last time. I got my choppers. You are right on your he is a small droid. Like he is mm-hmm. he makes R2 look big. Which I noticed they keep making droids smaller and small like R2 was a cute little trash can droid. Then you get um a chopper, which is smaller, and then BB eight, which is smaller still, and then Dio, which is this basically a, the size of your shoe. Guys, smaller doesn't always mean cuter, okay? You gotta, you gotta make sure to put some, some life into these droids. Like, Chopper, even though he's a small little cute droid, he's not a nice guy. He swears like a sailor constantly. Luckily, he's not, we're not able to translate droid on the on the Rebel show or it would not be ready for kids anymore. Uh, but aside from that, I think that's all I've gotten recently. I went out, went to, went to, uh, went shopping around the alleys looking for all these awesome deals everyone's finding for the Navarro Trooper with the E-Web, which is my favorite version of that Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find that or any of the rescue sets. But I did pick up a, mm-hmm. uh, a Cassian Andor and a Ahsoka, or not Ahsoka, Ahsoka from the Mandalorian. Hmm. That's it. Yeah, I got uh, quite a lot in recently. I, I mentioned on the last show I had ordered it, but I hadn't received it yet. And that is uh, the Mando Naboo Starfighter. Oh, I am I am glad I got it. That is yeah. for you folks listening. Let's go back about six months ago, eight months ago. Was it? I am not going to buy that. <laughs> well, I certainly wasn't going to buy it for $130. Now is I got true? it for a hundred dollars on sale and I still think the ship should be around 75, 80 tops, but it is very nicely done. I like that they have two different stands with it. One thing I like is the storage area where you can divide out all the little accessories. I think that's really cool. Uh, the way you can swap out the the droid socket for the little dome with uh, with Grogu in it. That's really cool. A couple critiques I would have, they're, they're minor ones, but when you get it, it it's in a few pieces. And uh, in, the, in the show, him and Pelly have this rod, and they stick that rod in it, as part of the construction process well that rod is a separate piece and you can put that in the starfighter and then snap the uh the tail spar in and that kind of holds it in place i think it's cool that that is removable however 
the tail spar is meant to be nice and sturdy and stay on there really well. And I think if you were looking at the play portion of it, removing that tail and putting it back on multiple times is probably going to start wearing down that peg and make it a little bit on the loose side. So it's cool that they had that play value to it, but then they should have designed the tail that it could be removed and put back on without wearing down the way that I think this is. Because you would use a lot of pressure to push that tail on. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm never taking that little pipe out <laughs> behind there. I'm never taking that tail off if I don't have to. <laughs> so I would have that as one criticism, but it's not a huge criticism. The other problem I have with it is as far as the value for it it's great that they have all those little accessory slots like there, there's a place for his boot knife uh the beskar spear his jet pack uh the dark saber and a slot for his rifle now by the time he gets the n1 his rifle got destroyed on the razor crest so that quote-unquote version of Mando does not have the rifle, but they make the slot where you can put it in. And I'm kind of like, that accessory probably costs them what, like five cents? Like include that accessory. That's not a big ask. Like if like they had so many versions of Mando they came out with, if this is the one version that someone bought, then it would be nice if they had that rifle. Agreed. So that's one of those things where it's like, guys, another, you're asking that much for a vehicle throw in another five cent item the other gripe i would have uh as far as the value is they have the swappable droid socket but they don't even include r4's dome and or i guess i r5 which it would be nice if they included the whole droid personally if i was the people in charge i would say just throw in the whole droid make it more of a complete thing however bare minimum just include the dome so at least if someone buys that they don't have to buy the entire droid just to get the dome i understand from a sales perspective well they want people to buy that other figure even if they don't want it <laughs> um to get the dome however those two little accessories that would not cost a lot of money i really think they should have been included that's probably my biggest gripe as far as what you get with it. But what they did provide and the quality of it is really good. Now, one thing I wasn't sure about, and I never got around to actually looking at some photos, there's an extra cover for the one engine, but I thought in the show that everything was symmetrical. Am I wrong about that? And like the one engine cowling actually has more covering on it than the other one um you know some other people talked about this and it only comes to one you're right i'm looking to see on the show because i know what you're talking about because i saw it too when i got mine because i because initially i started looking for the other one i'm like oh man did they forget to put both in here and then i looked at the directions and they just show one let me see you know no it is no there is an extra one of them does have an extra cowling cover while the other one doesn't huh okay yep very, right. It's very subtle, though, so if you're not paying attention to it, you're, you see it miss. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, overall, uh, I think I think it's a great 
nicely designed ship. I know some people thought it should have more of the chrome throughout it. It does have a little bit of like the, the chrome paint near the front. It doesn't look as bad in person as some of the photos I thought. Yeah, I mean, for $100, still a little bit salty, but not enough I'm going to complain a whole lot about it. I really like it. It's really well done. They've just been hitting it out of the park with like almost all the vintage collection stuff over the past couple years, uh, especially the vehicles. They've been adding so mm. much detail to them. And uh, as far as the figures go, I got in my Chopper, Grand Inquisitor. I got um, Clone Wars, Ala Secura. They had like her and Luminara in animated colors. Normally, I would not have picked her up just because of that. But mm. I actually think her skin tone is more accurate than the previous vintage collection version. Uh, Luminara or Ala Secura? Uh, Ala Secura. Like if... Yeah, it, it's that like lighter purple, not that dark, oversaturated purple that I think... Yeah, because the Revenge of the Sith line had her in the correct color and then when they had her in vintage collection it was like really dark blue like yeah. enough where it didn't look quite right and this is pretty much the same figure just with a different paint job for the skin and it's a lot closer to what is supposed to be accurate it was like 13 bucks or something on big bad toy store i'm like I'll go ahead and get it because I do have the money for it right now. Just yesterday, I was worried that they weren't going to get here before the show, but I got in my Thrawn, Hera, and Pre Vizsla. So I was able to review those, which is good because some of them may be on different parts of my uh, best worst yeah. list. Nice. Yeah, uh, I... That um, if I remember correctly, that Asakura, Luminara, and I can't remember the other girl's name. They were the originally uh, from the 2D Clone Wars versions that were originally that was a Walmart exclusive like two years ago. But yeah, wasn't there a uh, blue striped clone? I think was one of them. Yeah, blue blue striped clone, red striped clone, Asakura, Luminara, and Dully, and Barasafi. It was weird because it was just like this really short line. You know, it wasn't anything like they were trying to do, like, a whole huge line of figures. Well, I like you. I liked that version of ASK, even though it's the exact same mold as the Vintage Collection one, which technically this is a new Vintage Collection one, just a slightly different skin tone because it made it more close to this movie. But I didn't have the original one card because I had oh. missed that part. And so I went and got this one a couple of times. And one of the extra ones, I was going to buy an extra two, one or two to customize with. And when I bought I opened up. It was a factory error where they had put both bare arms on her, like on the card art, <laughs> instead of putting the one, like, sleeved arm. Yeah, you were telling me about that. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, wow. I mean, that was kind of what I was planning to do anyway. All right, well, screw it. They did it for me. Let's get into news, and there's a lot to talk about. And a lot of it all happening right here near at the end of the year. Uh, mm -hmm. And... A couple of these, they they all kind of like link together. <laughs> There's a common thread with some of this. But the first thing I want to get into, you mentioned earlier about you were checking some Ollies and and Ross stores uh, for some of these great deals. And um, I always tend to have the Ross stores that seem to not be participating in the great deals and never seem to have everything unless I'm just getting there too late and all the other collectors clear it out. Um, I went to my local Ross store and they had a single Attack of the Clones Anakin. That was all they had. They, they had a few, uh, 
like Black Series Archive. I think they had Metal Slug yeah. later. But I don't collect Black Series, so um, you, you know, know I passed saying. on that one figure, which which is a shame. I'd love to be able to get some good Dude. four dollar figures, but uh, the, the yeah, Rosses they didn't really have, have any. The Rosses I where I found that um, not the Aldani Trooper Cassian, the regular one with his big baggy raincoat at the beginning of the series, and uh, that Mandalorian Ahsoka. Like those were the two vintage clips. We found a ton of retro and a ton of Black Series. Dingar Archive, Emperor Archive, uh, Lando Skipcut Archive. At Ollie's, you mean? At the Ollie's. I mean, same same models I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, I um yeah, Ross is where I found the the Anakin, but um I was really hoping because I had heard people were finding the E-Web, the Stormtrooper with the E-Web at Ollie's. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I'm gonna buy everyone I find if I want to, if for no other reason than to get the stormtroopers. And uh, yeah, oh, wait, I, thought, I thought the stormtroopers at Ross, not Ollie's. Oh, may- maybe, maybe, but yeah, I didn't find. I only found that one figure at Ross, and as far as Ollie's goes, um, they still have twenty thousand Island Journey Ray. Yep, uh, the same ones are are Ollie's. I said Ollie's earlier when I said Cassie and and you know, so look, I meant Ross. And um, Ollie's has you know twenty thousand various black series figures uh both archive and non-archive and credit collection and they have approximately one quarter billion (laughs) retro collection figures yep that that's actually the one thing i kind of want to focus on on this uh you know we'll, we'll get to hasbro issues later but specifically the retro line because just how much they had there shows just how much was overproduced of specifically retro figures. Because Ollie's isn't necessarily swimming in vintage. They're swimming in retro. And they're still going full bore on the retro line. I mean, they're coming out with a you know that Phantom Medicine box set. And they, uh, mm. the other one, they had Mon Mothman. So they're still very strongly supporting retro but yet it seems like retro is not selling if ollie's is get if every ollie seems to be getting that many that is showing that the numbers are way off between yeah. what's selling and what's being produced i mean i don't know if i wonder if ollie's gets to order anything directly like so they went hardcore into or they're buying from secondly secondary places i don't know like like there's a ton of retro when i went to one, that, that thin jar and the and the all um Beskar outfit was there you know what else was in our ollies which i bought quite a few of it two, at least four or five of it was the echo base trooper that i'm making a new yeah, squad see, i didn't see any of them oh man yep got a bunch of those and um i mean as we've heard from the recent one-on-ones they're still going full bore with the retro collection which I'm not exactly opposed. I kind of like when they do retro, especially for they go back to the original trilogy and get some of those in. But like you said, it's kind of odd. There's so many showing up at Ollie's and Ross. I mean, maybe they are overproducing, but I mean, someone's yeah, if you buying them. To start collecting today. Wanted to start collecting retro collection. Man, you you could probably check half of your boxes just going to Ollie's. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, there's a ton of them there. I I'm not gonna lie. I bought a retro. Uh, armor so i could take off her nice cloth soft goods shawl and swap it out with the vintage collection when it's plastic the retro one had soft goods the retro armor king comes with a soft goods shawl i saw that like really 
and her tools oh. are, are slightly more. So I bought the armorer and then just took the head off and then took off the shawl and then went to the vintage collection one, which I found out you have to like take the head off and then let heat it up to pull it off on the on the vintage collection. But then you put the 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 cloth shawl on the vintage collection armor, it looks so much better. Well, I might have to pick one up then because I I think I even like picked one up and looked at it and I did not notice that it was uh, soft goods. I might um, probably like three, four bucks there. That'd be worth it. Yeah, the only retro figure I ever got was um, the Ned B droid from uh, Kenobi because I'm like, well, you know, droids, if droids are kind of standing really stiff-legged and armed okay they're robots so it doesn't look as off uh so i did pick him up but um i picked him up a while ago yeah so i yeah i've kind of uh struck out at ollie's and ross unfortunately that seems to be what happens you hear about all these excellent finds people have and then you go there and you're like oh well it seems our lot in life we're made to suffer yeah (laughs) So, um, next bit of news, uh, just a little tidbit, but the Hasbro Selfie series is done. They are not doing any more. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sad a little bit, though, because I had so much hopes for that line, but... Uh... I was really hoping that they were going to go into vintage, and I think I even mentioned once I said, yeah, I think they're doing vintage now, and uh, I don't know, my wires must have got crossed and i think what i might have been thinking of was they were expanding what they were doing but they weren't expanding outside the six inch line. yeah i think that was it because i dude here's the thing ever since we were little we imagined ourselves as action figures fighting alongside these things right if they had done i mean so guess what the six inch versions of people their heads came out slightly blobby and well they and they didn't look that great for six inch guess who accepts blobby looking at body looking uh looks and details at a much smaller level the three and three quarter crowd we would have took that guys we would have took that i don't know what the reasoning is if it, if it's just because their their push for so long has seemed to be six inch or it might have been they said well in three and three quarter it's the people are going to be upset because they're going to say well this doesn't really look like me and part of that's because they're trying to capture that in three and three quarter. But yeah, that that was sad to see it go, you know, for the people that haven't had a chance to avail themselves of the service. And then we get to a piece of sad news slash angry news. What's wrong? I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. And we're certainly not going to be the first people talking about this because uh, <laughs> it's been all over the internet, the internet and interwebs. And that is Hasbro decided to play Ebenezer Scrooge this year. And not only are you not allowed to add another coal to the fire, uh, you're not even going to be in the building because they sent 1,100 employees packing right before the holidays. And right before the uh, CEO walks away with $9 billion bonus or whatever. Yeah. It's not unheard of in the corporate world. And I've heard reasons why they like to lay off employees right before the end of the year. There there's obviously business reasons for that. However, there are ethical reasons why maybe you shouldn't. 
just because you can and just because it's good for the bottom line still be a damn human being about it and yeah believe me i am all for capitalism best system in the world but there are times and, and i understand they got to answer to the shareholders and, and the shareholders they don't give a crap about the employees they give a crap about their investment but i know for example my dad has started a couple businesses before and the one business he started it was in their i don't know if you call it like their mission statement bylaws whatever that part of their mission statement was not just to do business but to do business ethically and i think that is something that is really missing from a lot of these huge corporations they don't care you know what you know who handles employees human resources when you work there that's all you are you are a resource to be used and when they have no longer use of you to just be kicked to the curb ah! is why I despise huge corporations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no fan of them either. I mean, here's the thing. Like when I look at it, first of all, the, the CEO, Chris Cox, uh, no, no fan of his for doing this, but here's the thing. This didn't start with him. All right, this started back under the last guy who passed away suddenly of cancer. Well, not suddenly, but he had cancer, uh, the previous CEO. Was he the guy that was like, he was really pushing to do like movies and like all this other stuff? He was the media, toys? the media because certain certain subsidies are given to companies, especially big, large corporations. If you decide to put messaging and, and stuff into media and I'm not, I'm far from any kind of expert on the subject, but I got a feeling that's the reason why suddenly a toy company wants to become doing movies and buying Entertainment One for all. And I'm like, what in the world? And I, I think that a lot of that boat, those boats have sailed now. And so once he passed away, Chris Cox started winding all that down, which I, I'm glad he did. But you got to understand your, well, not just your company, but you have to understand your customers. And We've seen it. We've all been griping about it for two years now. The price hikes on certain things are is getting insane for non for non uh, needed items like toys. Guys, you gotta find ways to cut this down. If you're not, you're gonna keep losing customers or have to start cutting mass amounts of your company like they just did. Now, yeah, twenty percent. That that is yeah, twenty percent. That is, is extreme. Yeah. See, my other problem with whether or not he started it. When you have to cut that main jobs from your company, you should not be rewarded. And that's where yeah. I have an issue. Like, I don't like, I don't care how much he makes a CEO. I'm not one of these people that thinks like, uh, oh, like CEOs shouldn't ever make a lot of money. And uh, you know, they, because the little guy doesn't make as much, whatever they work hard, all that. The bonus is what I have a problem with where if you were a decent person, you would say, I will sacrifice this bonus and try to keep as many people as possible. I believe that was uh, the head of Nintendo did that a couple years ago. Yeah. When he laid off a bunch yeah. of people, he decided to slice his entire salary by 50% to keep those people and come work forward. Yeah, Let's I'm say sorry, more. because here's the thing. If your bonus is $9 million, well, obviously, I, I don't know how much he, he makes, but $9 million, most people are never going to see 9 million over yeah. the course of their entire life. That is obscene amounts of money. Now, I'm I'm not one of those people that says you shouldn't be allowed to make obscene amounts of money. That's fine. But when you have one 
person who is in charge of making sure that company stays on track. And then you say, oh, I'm going to enjoy this $9 million that the dude makes enough. He can buy anything he wants. He will never be hurting for money, you know, except for something like a lawsuit or something like that happens. Okay. He's never going to be hurting. And you send that many people packing before Christmas. It's like, I'm sorry. Man, wait till at least let them know it. And then after the uh, holidays are over, hopefully uh, one of our people, none of the people we love over in uh, the vintage collection, likes like uh, Emily got let go. I hope not. But yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, that, heavy that's, head. What I'm, that's what I'm concerned about. Cause when it's 20% of the workforce, they're, they're not all janitors. <laughs> yeah, you know, no. there, there's some, and I actually saw a YouTube video yesterday and the channel they were interviewing this guy that you know he was one of the guys that just lost his job he's like you know the writing was kind of on the wall sometimes when you would see a bunch of people leaving but then uh, there was no notice it was simply like oh yeah pack your things and go and according to that guy there were plenty of times where he's like oh yeah you know they would hear our concerns it's just they wouldn't really care (laughs) very not cool and um that uh the ceo deserves one big giant lump of coal it is stocking why you stuck up half-witted scruffy looking nerf herder and you know what quite honestly what would be awesome is if some of these designers got together and they said you know what we're going to form our own company well that's funny because some of them did it's called boss white so well uh what's his name from uh valiverse i think he oh yeah joy valley yeah yeah he made his own Yep, he, he worked for them. So what that's, was, what, that's what needs to happen. What I would hope the CEO, a lump of coal, whatever, I hope he comes in a big, a big lump of inspiration to get things back on track to where you don't have to cut all those jobs. Now, I'm hoping maybe some of those jobs weren't essential, but maybe get toys and get the ship righted and start selling toys. We need toys, and we don't have to end. I, I don't know. Cut maybe maybe not make the board games so huge and plentiful we're finding they're overflowing at Ollie's, you know. Or maybe not make the five hundred thousandth version of Monopoly. It's like pump the brakes a bit. Everyone has Monopoly that wants Monopoly at this point, and they probably have more mm. than one version. Why would I buy it again? Oh well, this one's a collector's version. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It all plays the same. <laughs> Which, the, the version of Monopoly I have is actually the first Star Wars one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have many versions of Monopoly. I, 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 I was so close to pulling the trigger on Lord of the Rings Risk, where uh, all the entire Risk battle map is the third Earth. Oh, that's pretty right. cool. Yeah, and then uh, the one ring, yeah. I almost did that, but man, I, I played so much Risk back in college that I can't ever look at a Risk board again without being sad and tormented. So, yeah, uh, the whole job loss thing really sucks. I feel for those people. I hope, uh, you know, unemployment kicks in fast or whatever. I hope that they're not impacted really bad. Um, And and then the next thing that kind of, like I said, all dovetails with this stuff going on with Hasbro and their apparent inability to get their together. The Deluxe Boba Fett. (laughs) the Django Fett. yeah yeah the quote unquote deluxe Django Fett 
I keep saying I'm going to play the long game on some of these deluxe figures. I never really have. Even the Sabine, I because she was there on the shelf, I ended up getting it full price. But I think people are getting pushed to the point where they are going to start saying, you know what, screw this. It's going to go on clearance at some point, and I'm going to wait. Even though this is a fan channel exclusive, which means they're not going to really be finding it at Target or anything marked down, eventually these sites, if they're sitting on a bunch, they're going to have to mark them down. And I remember when we first heard about Django Fett coming out, people were like, well, I guess they could justify the deluxe price if it's coming with both jetpacks, it's coming with the poncho, maybe it has a couple other things, alternate head with the headset, some other stuff like that. And yeah, if you had all of that where it was almost like two or three figures in one, okay, $25 deluxe, eh, okay, that you can kind of justify that. But he has flame effects. Like, that is literally the only additional part. And, okay, so that apparently was the difference between him and the pre-Vizsla release. Because if you remember, I think they used flame effects on some of the promotional pictures when they first announced uh, pre-Vizsla. And then they were like, no, 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 actually, it doesn't come with flame effects. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, the pre-Vizsla, he has two blasters. He has a dark saber and you know one jetpack and the Django has two blasters, <laughs> one jetpack, but instead of a sword, he has flame effects, and suddenly that's another eight dollars on the price. I find that answer vague and unconvincing. That's garbage. There's no there's no reason. Garbage. For it's garbage. total garbage. And uh, you know, I heard a lot of people saying I have the previous versions. So I have my poncho, I have my two jetpacks, good enough for me. You know, they can walk away from this one because they're they're not going to put up with this abuse, <laughs> uh, this pricing abuse. And I'm kind of in that camp too. I want to get it. The sculpting looks better than the previous ones. I'm sure the hips and ankles are probably better articulated, everything. But no, I am not paying $25 for this one figure. They're now in the territory of $25. You could go buy a, a Joy Toy figure that has all kinds of accessories, a stand, and freaking toe articulation, and removable bits of armor. And Thank alternate you. parts. Okay? Glad, That's what I'm you get you for $25. Exactly. Much more value for your price. There, someone on the board told them they're not actually just throwing out prices, hoping that the consumer is going to pay higher prices without bitching too much to see how much they can get away with. I hope this is the line in the sand. We've made too many compromises already, too many retreats. Not again. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. We're like, no, ladies and gentlemen, this is too much. No more. Get if you're going to give me Django. For deluxe, I want Django for deluxe. I want a removable head. I want the football, like, entertainment, like, air muffs head. I want the poncho. I want both jetpacks. Flame effects? Sure, if you want to give me them. Give me the uh, removable rocket on one. Give me, uh, you know, his little, like, blades that come out of the thing. Maybe the line that he has to hung, hang on to Camino hole with. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, and I tell you what. I'm sure most people don't really give a crap about the flame effects. I know I don't. I mean, it's kind of cool, but 
you have the flame effects unless you have a stand that can make them look like they're flying or something the flame effects okay big deal i'm probably never going to use them and i'm sure that most people have you said will you sacrifice the flame effects to get an eight dollar cheaper price i'm guessing 99.9 percent of people would say you're darn right you know it I don't know. I mean, this is just ridiculous. It's about as ridiculous as the the Boba Fett with the two extra helmets. Although, at least in that case, had more complicated paint apps than Django does. And in that case, I think it like the I think it had some soft goods on it. It did have soft goods. That was also the first time we had saw the black armored Boba Fett because the single card I think came out a little bit later as a target exclusive. Yeah. So it's like that that Boba Fett. As much as I said that is absolutely insane and ridiculous, I can actually justify that being a higher price than the Django. Hands down. It's a, it's a step too far on the pricing. And I I said on one of the uh, one of the Facebook forums, I kind of have a feeling that they're trying to prime people for this kind of pricing. Bit by bit. It's why we have so many things that aren't deluxe but they're we're being told they are and um and a a lot of people are upset they're like well you know they would rather have it on a card back or something like that they don't like these blind boxes and if you remember they had this whole initiative they were going to go to all blind boxes on stuff and there was a revolt so what happens they shuffle more and more and more figures over to a blind box anyway in vintage and then they use the excuse that it's deluxe. So they're kind of getting a little bit of what they intended, even though we all made it clear that's not what we wanted. And they get to jack the price up on it. So I said, they're just trying to get us used to it till it's like all figures are $25 now. Don't worry, the deluxe ones aren't going up. We'll just include one or two extra accessories with all the figures, but they're all going to be $25. Yeah. Um, And I had actually thought about a way where if they wanted to, they could include a card. Like, okay, something like the E-Web, you can't put that in a bubble very well and have it look vintage. But, I mean, they've done deluxe figures like uh, the Snowtrooper and E-Web back in the Power of the Force 2 era. It was just a bigger card. Uh, So I thought, well, you could probably get away with the same card size. Now, the art on it, you wouldn't be able to have the picture right beside the bubble because the bubble would be the entire width of the card. But that way you could put a figure in and have all those accessories laid out. Um, if you remember like the, uh, the planet green Valley figures would have a bigger bubble and then it would have the character, but you could see all the accessories it came with. They could maybe do something like that and just shuffle some of the artwork around, but they could probably get it within the same, uh, dimensions as a regular single carded figure, just packaged like that. That way you can still have it clearly a deluxe figure with the bigger bubble and the people aren't going to have to worry about a blind box. So that might be a happy medium. I mean, the price, the price would have to come down to make it a happy medium as far as that goes. Uh, But as far as presentation, I think just a bigger bubble. 
I agree. I mean, I'm so glad you brought up Planet Green Valley. That was that's a great little line of toys that had all that great stuff in it. I just wish you could actually get your hands on them. <laughs> uh, you know, they're they're, like, they're uh, impossible to find unless you find one eBay and you're going to pony up, you know, like $40 for one figure or something. Well, I mean, they didn't have, I mean, they were, a, I think they were a direct Chinese distribution, weren't they? To like, I think some fan channels like Big Bad Toy Store or Big Boss Fight or something, I think stuff like that. So it was not easy to get a hold of Green Valley toys, Green Planet Green Valley toys. They were awesome though. But yeah, pretty much what you said. Like, I understand. Like, you're you can't put all the weapons so you make it to the deluxe. You're up pricing all the stuff for um calling it a quote unquote deluxe. Like, no, we're not. We don't have memories the size of eight year olds anymore, guys. We have we saw the original Django from ten years ago. All right, it came with a ton of stuff. Like trying, to, you came with not even half that and, and upcharging it eight bucks. No, it's not gonna fly. What I don't understand, there was obviously a pivot at some point, and I'm kind of curious to know what caused it or whose idea it was. But it used to be they had some figures that cost them more due to paint apps, articulation, whatever. And then they might have another figure that's more of a salt shaker that costs a lot less. And that's how they balanced out their waves. So you might have a figure that technically costs them a dollar or two to make, but you also had another figure that cost them a dollar or two less to make. And so that's how they could all maintain one price point across the board. And they're producing maybe the same numbers of those figures, maybe a little bit more of the cheaper one even, might have a higher production run. But that's how they always explained that they would balance it out, where they would say, we have to do some of these cheaper figures or repacks or whatever to balance out the additional cost of, say, you know, the paint apps on Boba Fett. That's what we were told for the longest time. And then for whatever reason, over the past few years, they decided... We're just going to throw darts at a board, and that's going to be the price on all the figures. Because the pricing is all over the place. And they say, well, these deluxe figures, well, we have to charge more because they cost more. Well, no, not according to what you were saying for years. You come out with that Django Fett that supposedly costs you more to make. That's when you throw in another astromech, where you're reusing a majority of the tooling, and you just have to repaint it that's how you balance out those costs but that's not how they're doing it now so there was a pivot at some point and i'm really curious where and when and who was responsible for that you know i can't help but remember i think it was early 2020 early late 2019 i can't remember it was the year we earlier that year at I want to say either Celebration or Comic Con, we had had that uh, Jedi Luke Jedi three pack where we had him from Jabba's Palace, the storm the stormtrooper and the pilot Luke, and that's where we first got the new pilot body, which would later come out. Yeah, it had to be 2019 because that's the year the uh, they brought him out on card later that year for uh, Rise of the Skywalker. So it came out in that three pack, and then. Later that year, he comes out on card for as as the pilot for Rise of the Skywalker, and then 
uh, earlier the next year, they're going to make him on a Return of the Jedi card, or, or was it an NH card for for Stormtrooper Luke, right? Even though technically that was supposed to be an old Power of the Force card, but you know it's ballpark right. We'll let it slide. Right. And then I remember, like, you know what, Jedi Luke might have came out right before that, so. It was either the Jedi Luke or the Stormtrooper Luke that came out last. And it had been like two months before we had had any uh, TBC reveals. And he's, oh, here's your reveal for TBC. Stormtrooper Luke on his card. And we're like, really? It's three months now? We're getting one figure that we got released that got released almost a year ago. And then there was another few months without anything coming out. For like four or five months there, there was. I remember because I had decided that, well, if TBC is going to just fold it up. I'm going to go collect something called G.I. Joe and Halo and the He-Man's Origin line. And I started collecting it just because I could see it everywhere. And I was like, wow, a company that knows how to fill its shelves with product. That, to me, was the pivot point because something changed then. And that's when the next year they said we have to raise the prices from $11.99 to $12.99. And then a year later it went to $13.99. And then now we're up to $16.99 a year and a half later. So it's obviously the prices went up from, from $12 to... $17 in the course of three and four, three and four years product and material doesn't skyrocket like that. That's the trying to squeeze every last penny they can before something crashes. And I hope it hasn't to deal, nothing to do with uh world markets, but crazy conspiracy theorists in me thinks it does. But then again, that's just, that's a whole nother podcast. Beyond the Hasbro stuff. One thing that I did show, uh, see show up at stores and that is Mandalorian season one and two on Blu-ray and 4K in uh, Steelbooks. And yep. I was all excited about it until I saw that they want $35 per season. Wow, really? That's yeah. actually slightly oh, lower. That, that was Walmart price. Uh, Best Buy, they were like 44 a piece. Yeah, that's what I saw, yeah. 50, 50 bucks a piece almost yeah it, it might have been it might have been like 39.99 at walmart but i th- i thought it was 30 something but uh it, you know it comes with some art cards and i know steel books are kind of collectible and um some are actually like really hard to get a hold of but i was thinking that they were going to re- also release it on just regular blu-ray because um I had seen uh, WandaVision show up, but oh, then yeah. I realized, oh no, that's Steelbook 2. So it seems like they're starting to roll out some of their uh, Disney Plus shows uh, on Blu-ray, but it seems like they're putting them all in Steelbooks. And it's like, oh, it has some extra art cards. I don't care. There's one reason I'm getting it physically. It's so I don't have to have a subscription and I have the you know the shows and movies i want so i have this debate raging and that is should i get it just in case they don't ever release it again or don't have just a regular release should i just bite the bullet and get it to make sure i have it or should i play the long game thinking well you know they're just going to try to milk everyone on the more expensive ones and then it'll come out later so I, i don't know what do you think it's been like, what a year since almost since the Mandalorian season three came out, and uh, or not even a whole year, but at least half a year. Like, we should have got season one at the end of season two, 
we sure did. They were holding them as long as they can. They, the numbers were not pretty, guys. We know that. All right. They kept jacking the price up on Disney Plus over and over and over again. As much as they like to blame Bob Chapek, we all know who he didn't. He didn't create Disney Plus and push for it, did he? The previous Bob, Bob in there now. Disney Plus is an idea if executed well could work. Disney Plus is like a big monopoly trying to hold everything. Ha ha. And people are like, you know what? It's not the late 90s anymore, guys, early 2000s. People can go many places to get these things. They might not be official, licensed, but they can. But there's many pirates sailing the bays. Let me just say that to get those things. And if you want, if you really a diehard Mandalorian, you need to strike while the iron is hot. Don't wait three years into it when you have a less than uh, a weaker season, obviously, than the first two were. Where you're like, ah, it wasn't. Here's the first two seasons again. Remember how great these were? No, people aren't going to fall for that. Diehard Star Wars crazy nuts like myself, yes, I will fall for that because I plan to buy those pretty soon when I get some extra cash laying around. But that's just me, and that's not the the mass audience that you want to buy that stuff. But but would would your recommendation be to get them now, or do you think that it's likely they will re-release just regular non-steelbook versions? Uh, I'm I'm sure they will eventually. Yeah, you always got to make the money on you know, people that are going to hold off for a slightly cheaper version. I mean, it's not like we're getting a, a ton of stuff, guys. It's eight episodes. That's maybe some behind the scenes. Like, had this been like, well, it doesn't vote. include the gallery stuff. Behind wow, the really? Scenes. No, no, it in, it so, includes some new stuff, I guess, but it does not include the the gallery. Uh, so, stuff. so let me so we get the eighty episodes. We get a few little bit. Like, had this had he had they put both seasons together for let's say forty nine ninety nine? Yeah. 16 episodes plus some behind-the-scenes stuff because you... Because remember, it's not like these episodes are an hour each. Some of these episodes are like 30 minutes tops. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much getting like maybe six hours worth of content at the, at the most. Now, I guess you could make the argument, though, that you routinely drop $20 to $25 for a Blu-ray of a two-hour movie. So... Uh-huh. You should see movie, movie sales, sir. <laughs> People so, are not doing that as much anymore. Yeah, but wait, but when you think of it that way, it it doesn't seem quite as bad. I and I think part of that is maybe we tend to compare it to other seasons of television. We're not comparing it to a two-hour movie Blu-ray. We're comparing it to a season of a show that might be thirteen episodes, might even be like twenty-some episodes, and cost about twenty-five dollars too maybe 30 so i guess when you compare it in that way it maybe doesn't seem quite as bad but i don't know i think part of the reason they're doing it i don't think they wanted to release one blu-ray at all i think this is they're hemorrhaging money and they say if someone hasn't gotten on disney plus now they probably never will but maybe they'll pick up these blu-rays and if anything, they might pick up the Blu-rays and say, oh, this is a really good show. Oh, I can't wait till they release the next season. So I will subscribe to Disney Plus. So I think it's kind of a two-pronged strategy there. But that's, yeah. that's just my opinion on it. I agree. Like I said, they weren't. I mean, the last couple seasons weren't. Our last season was not up to snuff. And I think they put a little too much stock 
in certain series that didn't turn out as good as they wanted. One was ma- almost, masterful almost in my appointment. <laughs> almost all of them? <laughs> yeah, they, they're they're believing their own hype, which is what George is the same trap George fell into for the prequels. Guys, have a critical eye on yourself. See, I mean, I was talking on. more about Marvel than than uh, the Star Wars stuff, but uh, yeah, not not as good as it could be in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to cover that because uh, some people may not have seen those yet, and it's right before Christmas. So, hey, last minute Christmas gift for that person that owns all the Star Wars movies and series, and maybe doesn't have Mandalorian yet. There you go. I wouldn't be surprised if someone gets that for me because I'm hard to buy for. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I totally would not be surprised if uh, if my wife or you know she tells my mother or something like that, get him this because I don't know what to get him, and then I'll be happy. Whatever, because I can't. I canceled Disney Plus like back in November because except for rewatching the stuff I already saw, there's nothing new coming out for a while. I'd rather wait for the new stuff to hit subscribe binge it and then cancel although i technically can't binge i'd have to get it from the first episode because i can't just avoid the entire internet for however many weeks it is that a series runs and you know what it's like the first episode is almost spoil it if you don't see it right away so next thing we're going to talk about a little bit just real quickly is hole in the ground production news if uh you haven't heard about hole in the ground productions i'm surprised you haven't because a lot of times the customers are the ones that start tuning into the show not the other way around uh but if you didn't know i make tons of diorama kits for three and three quarter inch action figures a couple for six inch and all kinds of different props do set construction whole nine yards and um so if you want to support the show no we don't have a patreon that we're going to plug every five minutes and we don't have youtube videos with super chats where people can just throw the money at us no just buy stuff that's all i ask is you go to my website and buy stuff just came out the last couple weeks with uh someone had commissioned wall greeblies they said oh you know they're doing a building i just want a bunch of miscellaneous little bits and things to put on it so i came up with a pack of wall greeblies people can buy to just kind of dress up their dioramas and then the other thing i just came out with is i updated the uh the ball speeder that's outside the cantina it was only the second vehicle kit i've ever made and it's been like seven eight years i never really updated it and um i made a couple changes to it uh mostly to how it goes together and the interior trying to spray paint the interior was really difficult with just the the pilot seat and the control panels and everything being part of it so they're made as separate pieces so that they can be painted by themselves and then installed and also there's a part on the bottom that always wore out the molds faster than anything else and so i now made that a separate piece so that it should be less wear and tear on the molds 
And also, it's going to be a little bit easier to put together the way it's designed. So it's mainly just some small changes like that. But anyway, just a brief update on that. I have a couple other things I'm working on, and they will probably be available maybe before New Year's, but at least shortly after New Year's if uh, if it goes a little bit longer. But anyway, uh, that is all the news I have to share with Hole in the Ground Productions. Go to holeinthegroundpro.com and buy a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I sell all kinds of kits uh, of things that you will not find that they don't make. And uh, you will like them. All right, let's get into our topics our non-news topics. Uh, the first thing I wanted to do since it is Christmas time is I wanted to kind of do a brief rundown of the different uh, Christmas slash holiday figures that Hasbro has made over the years. Now, obviously, the last year or two, they've been going crazy, making a ton of holiday figures for... Uh, for the black series uh they've done christmas ones and they've even done a couple halloween ones uh we are not going to be discussing any of those because we are primarily three and three quarter inch collectors and they didn't make a ton but over the years they've made a few first we go back to 2002 in the saga collection uh there was a walmart exclusive uh that was a it has a stand that says uh, holiday edition and has an R2 and C3PO figures and C3PO is uh, dressed in a Santa costume and R2D2 has these enormous reindeer antlers strapped to his head and uh, it is based on some Ralph McQuarrie artwork and the uh, the packaging came in uh, a little globe looking thing i mean like half of a globe where i guess it's made to look a little bit like a like a snow globe would be and comes with christmas card or something they say i don't know if it's supposed to be an accessory oh and uh c3po ha is holding a santa beard <laughs> yeah that's, that's <laughs> i like I, I think it's supposed to be a christmas card attached with it i don't i don't know i was I was, like I said, this is right as I was slowly winding down my collecting. So I never even saw these if they, if I, if they were around. I remember them, but vaguely. And I mean, they were Walmart exclusives. So that's the only place you would see them. And then uh, following in that tradition in 2003, again, a Ralph McQuarrie design, similar packaging where it's uh, looks a little bit like a snow globe, is a yoda in santa costume and hat and he's holding a little bag with some toys and stuff in it uh this was a fan club exclusive and it says comes with a display stand that kind of matches the uh the r2 and uh, 3po1 christmas card and christmas card envelope you know, I don't think that's an accessory. I think they might mean that literally. Like, it literally comes with a Christmas card. Maybe, I think, yeah. I think that's what's going on, and it's being used as, uh, like, the photo backdrop or something. Yeah. I vaguely remember this one just because of the artwork. 
because I remember the artwork of Yoda being dressed as Santa from somewhere else. It might have been some stuff I saw back in the 90s. And when I saw it, I thought it was a Christmas ornament when I first saw it. I first, I, cause I vaguely remember these. I never saw the R2 in 3PO, maybe because I'm sure a lot, because I'm not even going to talk about these crazy R2 collectors. They're almost as bad as Matchbox people. They're just collecting anything <laughs> droid. So I'm sure that one was gone. But Yoda is a little bit different. Yoda collectors are a little bit more niche. So I remember seeing this one vaguely. Again, my collecting was winding down at that point. So then the next year in 2004, again, Ralph McQuarrie design. Now, this is an Entertainment Earth exclusive. Man, that must drive people crazy. Three years in a row, and it's a set of figures. Like, each stand matches, which is nice. Uh, they didn't, like, get crazy about really deviating from uh, the package design, or at least, you know, the figure presentation. Now, this is in the original trilogy collection. So the packaging is slightly different. You know, it has the racetrack and the and the black background. But this set was two Jawas, and one of them is holding uh, the uh, training remote from the Falcon, and one is holding a little wrapped present. And these are basically the two Jawas that they originally released in Power of the Force 2, which I think they might have done one or two Jawas since that point. So they were kind of outdated, but yeah. I don't think anyone really cares. You know, you're really getting it for the... Uh, the, the presentation theme. of the yeah. you know the christmas look and again uh comes with a christmas card and christmas card envelope and then the next one gets kind of lame in red yeah so <laughs> they come out with a holiday darth vader uh 2005 again this is the original trilogy collection it was a star wars shop.com exclusive so again, they they moved it to a uh, another outlet to have it, but is basically a red Darth Vader. Yeah, it, like, yeah. It, it's literally just a red Darth Vader. He, I don't think he's holding anything special because I don't have the photo off. I don't know. Does he come with a stand? I don't. I don't even know if he uh, it comes with. Stand. Yeah, he does. It's like a greenish stand. It looks like it. Uh... So yeah, the stand doesn't even match. It's kind of like you have the three PO and R two and everything. Well, plus, well, plus there wasn't uh, Ralph McQuarrie artwork in this. No, one. this is so just like it was kind of uh... like they had three good ideas that they used that all had you know the McQuarrie out artwork, all had matching stands. So if you really want to collect as a set that look like they all go together you want those first three and then you just get this lame red darth vader that yeah like like the christmas card came with his darth vader in his black outfit making a snow trooper snowman uh, or a stormtrooper snowman and then like these i've noticed it, the, the jawas the darth vader i can't i think maybe the yoda we're sure we're all power old power of the force two sculpts that they must just you know crank those out because they have the sculpt around not being used in the main line. And yeah, the Va the Vader I think was uh out definitely well 2005. Yeah, it was outdated. So yeah, that that I, one was kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, I never saw that one. Thanks, Lord. That one was like, oh no. I think that was one of those where where people were really saying, "Boy, they phoned it in on this one." <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like I mean, the, the lava reflection. Do you remember the lava? Reflection oh yeah. Oh, that was yeah. basically a red Darth Vader, but that one I think had 
some different tones of red. Yeah, it had like a yellow, like orangish tone leading into the darker red. Like, okay, so they make this beta red. If you're going to make him red, go the whole nine yards. Make his eyes glitter. Make part of him white, like a red and white candy cane package or something. Make him part of his gloves green. So he's Christmas themed, you know? Ah. Put a Santa hat on him and a cloak. Like, take the cape off and just make it like a, like a Santa something. cloak or something. Yeah. Ah, re- really cheesy. Well, so 2006, there was no holiday figures. Gee, I wonder why. So they didn't really keep up the trend. In 2007, now, this isn't necessarily like a Christmas-themed figure. But in the 30th anniversary collection, 2007, we get... Boba Fett, but he's done in the colors of his uh, debut animated appearance in the Star Wars Holiday Special, and he does he's basically a repaint, but they include his uh, his rifle, which is what the Mandalorian's uh, rifle is based off of, that rifle that Boba Fett had in his first appearance. Now, I did have that figure for a number of years kept him on card never opened him and then eventually i was going through one of those points in my life where i'm like i got too much stuff i'll sell it off i kind of wish i hadn't at this point but well you know um, i um i still have this figure he's one of my favorites i this is the same sculpt they would later update for the vintage collection i believe isn't it or did they do an all the scope for the vintage collection back in 2010 or 2000 yeah well this is past the original trilogy collection so they already had the super articulated boba fett out and i think i think that is the one they use yeah yeah i i can't by the way hasbro if you want to repaint Fett again this would be a color scheme and weapons and stuff i want like not, not to knock the, all the different like the, the dark horse comics the vintage comics the Kenner colors and the current oh, I'll be knocking them. <laughs> yeah, I want this one in with the current mold. Just saying, maybe you have to take the feet with per rocker, per uh, maybe you have to take the hips, but yeah, I want this is the one I want. Yeah. You would think they would have, I mean, considering yeah. how they were churning them out. Yeah, that is kind of surprising. Oh. So then, uh, yeah, we don't really get any more holiday figures in uh, three and three quarter until this year, 2023. We get. Of course, in the vintage collection, Life Day Chewbacca. I love it. I love it. I can't help it. He's he a little ball. Uh, he, it's so I, bad. It's good. It's so bad. It's good. Dude, if they did Chewbacca, they did, and, and they redo this pet in the current mold pet in those colors. They do coked up singing Carrie Fisher. They do recently had an accident, reconstructed dark eye lining around his eyes. Uh, <laughs> Luke Skywalker in, in pilot outfit. And then kind of trying, but not really caring too much about his acting. Harrison Ford, you know, all from Holiday Special. I'm there for it. Or the uh, the Death Star Trooper or the Naval Trooper with the big fat caterpillar mustache. Oh, I'm all there. <laughs> the Arthur, do it. Well, we, re- we really need, like, the whole Chewbacca family. That- that's what we need. Oh, dude, I'm all for it, too. Itchy, lumpy, mala. I kind of thought we would get at least some of that in the solo movie but i'm kind of glad we didn't <laughs> in a way oh uh, so let let me ask you because we are talking about holiday stuff and we have not talked about the holiday special but have you seen the whole thing yeah yeah i forced myself to watch it about once every other year i i couldn't do it 
I literally couldn't do it. I remember now I've seen the Boba Fett thing because like I just looked that up on YouTube just as is. So I know I had seen that with that horrible uh Nelvana <laughs> animation. Um well, that, was, that was a standard back then though, so I'm not gonna knock them. I don't know. I think even back then I I don't know, something about it was but I couldn't even get through all the Wookiee stuff. I, That's I some of the hardest I, stuff to get through. You're right. Is that how it starts? I think it starts yeah. with all the Wookiee stuff. Yeah, yeah with all I, the Wookiees talking, and they're not. There's no subtitles. So you're just I guessing what they're saying. I couldn't even get through that, and it's not because it wasn't subtitles. It's just like you know, Steve Sansweet actually was asked about the holiday special, and he said one of the bad things about it is it's just boring. Yeah, it, the beginning is very it's like just even if out it's cheesy, house. it's just boring, and so much of it is the characters watching other things. Yeah, not doing it, things, and uh, yeah, I just I just couldn't even get through all the Wookiee stuff, and I do have to say one thing: Chewbacca's dad is. I saw just a clip recently. I'm like, I forgot he is creepy. Like that yeah. could be a horror movie monster. That is not a cuddly Wookiee. <laughs> no, he's he ugly, is he's creepy. Old. I love it. He is angry looking, like, like ugh, dude, I. He's also kind of pervy old man. That's how he made him because he he's watching <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. the 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 dancer, you know, for a while, and she's talking about all this like sexual stuff. And I'm like, what? This is a comedy for kids. It, me and Chris watched it a couple months a month ago, and she's like, this is not appropriate for kids. Like, I know. What the heck? Yeah, I mean, I I've wanted to try to get through it just because I'm that big of a Star Wars fan. It's kind of like. Uh... It's kind of like you know paying your dues or something, but oh, every time I think about, do I have that much of my life to spend on it? And I'm just always like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I would say skip past the beginning. Well, cause see, the first twenty minutes of the, the first fifteen minutes, the roughest, and then like it get, it picks up a little bit after that, and then you go into the animated section, and then uh, you come back. It. I don't know exactly what CBS told Lucas because I assume that he didn't, he had more of a hands off situation for it because he took TV rights away from CBS for Star Wars or he and didn't renew any more contracts with them after that because he was so upset about it. But he went to ABC later on for the two Ewok movies. And even though they're not that great, they are light years past the holiday special. Oh, yeah. So I will give that. Well, and again, you know, I've I've said before, I loved the like I was the right age for the Ewoks when Return of the Jedi came out, so I never could understand why people were like, "Oh, the Ewoks were stupid." Like I freaking loved it. I still love the Ewoks, and uh, so when the Ewok movies came on TV, you know, that was like Star Wars episode whatever because Return of the Jedi wrapped up everything. So it was like. We we were hungry as kids. Like we didn't care what it was. It was Star Wars. We were going to watch it. I I that's my first introduction to Star Wars. Even though I had seen clips of Return of the Jedi, I didn't understand something in this universe until I watched and until a little bit later when I was about a year or two older and I watched the Ewok movies on repeat and rerun on ABC. Um, and so I realized, oh, those are from those space movies. Which I had seen like parts of Return of the Jedi and parts of Empire Strikes Back, but I was too little. I fell asleep during them. So, yeah, but getting to see 
Wicket and Sindel and Old Man Noah say, do not come around here bothering me, which is, uh, what's his name? Diabetes. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Wilford and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then and, and the character we need back in the vintage collection, which is uh, Teak, because the Teak only came out in that Parks pack. We need another one of him. Yeah, do you know if that figure was actually made by Hasbro? Because the other figures in those packs have been Hasbro. They haven't been uh outsourcing those to another company like a lot like they all are the current figures so yeah. hasbro may or may not have the mold for teak i don't know like if yeah. they released a set that was like sindel teak well i already have teak from the star wars one but he makes sense include him wicket wilford brimley like i would i would buy him in a heartbeat those say like they could have her brother um or the the raider like the, the the uh yeah the, the originals and the later or the night witch woman yeah yeah the the night sister not night sister oh yeah like, i would She's i would buy all those packs heartbeat absolutely heartbeat, i would buy them absolutely i need teak i need old man let's say old man does come with it because they don't want to sell an old man because whatever you sell sindel you sell teak so wicked those are three little small figures so you want to up the value, so make it a five pack. So those three, plus a raider, plus uh, can't remember who the night sister's name was. She was like the prototype for the night sisters, but the, the concept you can see is there. She's a yeah. witch that uses the force for her own powers and stuff like that. Because she doesn't know how to call it, she just calls it the power because she doesn't know understand the word called the force. Because like Kanan said, the force has many names over many cultures and things like that. So yeah, I, w- I would totally pick that up. Absolutely. I've said before, I'm not here to bug you to pay for paywalled Patreon content, but I do ask that you support us in other ways. Now, a lot of people aren't happy with the comics industry right now, and it's been going downhill for quite some time. So if you love comics, but hate the state of the industry, then why not try out independent comics? Check out my indie comic, Sporkman. He's part spoon, part fork, and all hero. Sporkman is a comic for all ages with a comedic superhero whose heart is always in the right place and he's always up for a challenge. You can get the one-shot premiere issue called Sporkman Conventions, or the three-part adventure Sporkman Goes to Japan. And new this year is the spin-off manga-styled comic Spearhead. Get all the details and purchase the comic, posters, and other merch at GetSpork.com. And if you aren't a comic reader, maybe you know someone who is. So spread the word. Support the little guy. Support the small business. Support me. So go to GetSpork.com. After you finish listening to the podcast, that is. All right, so we're going to get into our best and worst of 2023. Uh, This is not going to include Black Series or anything, because we are primarily vintage collection collectors of the classic three and three quarter inch line. And so we're going to go over and we're going to do our five worst, five best, most anticipated, most overdue figure where we're basically like, it's about time. We finally got it. Uh, Biggest disappointment, biggest surprise figure that was better than we expected. And there's a there were a lot of figures released, way more than I thought this year. It was yeah. over 30, 
I believe. Oh, yeah, we were in the... I want to say, if you count each individual figure from the multi-packs, we were in the, I think, the 70s, maybe 80s. Wow. But, I, yeah, I didn't think it was that, quite that many, but... It was a few, like um, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 87. But that's, again, that's all if you count, like, oh, that also counted, like, Sabine's cat and BD1 that came with Calcastus and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I wasn't counting that. Like, yeah, so you're, you're talking about... Like, I'd say at least in the 60s or 50s. Yeah, which is really Still crazy, lot. but it, quite honestly, we can't really complain because for the longest time, we kept saying, give us more, give us more. And then they're like, okay, here you go. Now we're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no, slow down, slow down. My wallet, well, my wallet they, is bleeding. We were young to give us more when we had plenty of money. Uh, don't believe what everyone's telling you. Oh, yeah, inflation's going down. Yeah, my eye. Trust me, my grocery bill doesn't agree with that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So now they're giving us more. We're all hurting for food. I'm like, oh, thanks. Well, guys. like I said back in December, I mean, you're dropping a $500 HasLab, a uh, $200 plus throne room, and $130 Naboo fighter, and they're all dropping the same time. And I mean, Pump the brakes, just just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Let us, yeah, exactly. let us catch up here. Yeah, so, uh, let's let's go with our five worst. And now mine are really in no particular order. Uh, do you want to go first? All right. So my first and my worst. Again, this is not in particular order, but she was. It, it was. I made it because not because. It, it wasn't particularly a bad figure. It's what, what it came with, or rather, in this case, what it didn't. And that would be Morgan Elspeth. Uh, I liked the figure a lot. It has a great little soft goods skirt on it. Looks awesome. But it had absolutely zero accessories. And I was kind of upset by that. She should have came. If she wasn't going to come with her sword, give her the, the Season 2 Mandalorian spear, which I plan to do. But it's a great little figure, just it needed something else for an eighteen for a seventeen eighteen dollar range. I I agree, and especially considering that she's not like an exciting character. You know what I mean? Like you, like if you packed a Mandalorian character with no accessories, you could say, well, at least they look cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, if you're not familiar with the character, like you could just throw her in a box of toys and. No one's going to be like, oh, this is a Star Wars figure. Exactly. I mean, maybe Dave and the others hit, hit the back. She uses that sword for some reason. It's Ahsoka, which I don't know why they need to hide it. It's not like a big reveal. Give her the spear from uh, Mandalorian so she can use it to do that, do that scene against uh, Ahsoka with. Well, I mean, and, they, and they have the tooling for the spear, too. They have the tooling for the spear, or, or and this is just a give her the little holocron thing she uses to find the other galaxy with that'd be awesome or the little pedestal something guys yeah i i agree and uh since we're going in no particular order i'll send it back to you because morgan elsbeth is also on my list and again it's not that the figure is bad it's just it's meh all right, There's my number fighting about it unless you're a completionist. Yeah. Now my number four uh, was a pack-in figure with a vehicle, 
and it's okay. It just it needed it needs updating. It, they did a little bit of updating on it, but not nearly as much as it actually needs. And that would be Chewbacca with the ATST. Look, we've been this is the same body we've been using since what, it's 2004. And I know, I know we he has the different head, but that head I mean, do something, guys. I know, I know he make the articulation. I mean, something. I wouldn't mind just a little like make him more unique. So the ATST is worth getting for that high price you're, you're charging for that ATST. I just, I don't know. I understand the head sculpt slightly different on it because it's the it's the return of the Jedi haircut where he gets that haircut up top, you know, make him a little bit different. But even then, I'm like, oh, I don't think this is really worth it. So back in Chewbacca ATST, also one of my one of my worst. Okay, so my next one, and and in this case, I'm kind of cheating a little because I'm not picking a specific figure, and that is the Boba Fett color variation figures. Granted, they're using a sculpt that is really good. That Return of the Jedi Boba Fett sculpt is still amazing, so the figures themselves are not bad. But I'm putting them all together as one of the worst because it, it was just like a ridiculous cash grab and how many different ways can you, you know, do the colors on this one? I don't know. I just, that's why those end up on the list for me. Yeah, not about it. Now you, you might see some of those later. Just let you know. Um... Or maybe not. No, you know you won't. I almost put them on there, but I put their their cousins on there. That should be almost for the same reason, which is the Art Commander Blitz, Colt, and Havoc Walmart exclusives that were. You talk about cash grab. There's nothing more cash grab than the than the mess of clones you've had for years and years now. They're nice. The sculpt is nice. Uh, holy crap! There's so many of them. Um, so it's finally going. I think they've got the new clone phase two sculpt. They'll have to redo a bunch of them. But anyway, I put those again. This no particular one. They're not bad sculpts. They're good sculpts. They come with plenty of accessories. I'm tired of them. We got all we got the Lambit one, the Umbar one, the all those came the last year before that. It's like every year they're trying to get at least three to four clone variations out. I'm like, and this year we uh, you have these plus you have. The 212 four pack, you have the Ahsoka clone, if I will first clone, and the two white ones that just got pre ordered. You have the regular single card clone. You have a ton, a ton. Slow down with the clones, guys. <laughs> well, um, next on my list is again lumping a whole bunch together, and that is all the clones. <laughs> I'm sure they're great figures. And yes, technically <laughs> they're not all straight repaints. They have different accessories and some might have different heads and things. But to me, it's just kind of like, uh, it's just, it just feels like all the same thing. And um, one thing I will say, both for best and worst and everything, one thing I tend to leave off my list is what is essentially straight repacks. 
because I kind of feel it's unfair to count them as like 2023 20, figures when they might be older. So for example, R5D4, like he's not going to be on any list that I have because to me, I don't count him really as a 2023 20, figure because we've had him before. Um, but yeah, the, the clone overload. So back to you. Absolutely, clone overload. Uh, okay, so my my uh, fourth figure on that list, it's not because of himself. He's a great figure. It's just, and later on they did put him on a single card. It's just what you had to get to get this figure. And that is the Packin' Tuscan Boba Fett. The king with that $200 Slave 1 from the Book of Boba Fett. Well, well, now wait, now wait a minute though. They later they single carded him this year. They did, but the single card wasn't the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the packing one that people ordered before they put it on single card. Right, but but it's the same figure, right? There's nothing different. I don't think so. But that's the fact that they did put him on a put him in the in the. I was uh, going to say, I I just opened mine and actually thought the soft goods work really well on it, which. Sometimes isn't the case. It is true, and he could make a good base for a season one Mandalorian uh, Migs Mayfield too, with that ribbed collar on his on his uh, shirt and everything, on his ribbed sweater and everything. Yes. Anyway, but that that that's kind of the reason why he made it because I couldn't really because it was either him or uh, who was else I was going to throw on there just because I was upset with uh, the Rais, but he was a repack. And I was like, eh. I'll let it slide. All right. My next one is Sabine Wren. And it's hmm. nothing to do with the figure itself being a bad figure. The, the accessories are good. Lothcat's really cool. Um, and I'm not even going to knock it on the price. It is the failure that is that oversized helmet. Figure's great. You know, in in the vintage collection, like almost almost every figure they have is really good. Uh, you know, if you look at what we're considering the five worst, they're all like excellent figures. Yeah, there really isn't a complaint about the quality and everything about the figures themselves. It's mainly just we're really picking nits on some of these. Uh, and, but this is a awfully large knit that is very easy to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like somehow this went from prototype development, manufacturing, everything and that helmet is just horribly oversized. And especially mm-hmm. when you're paywalling a figure as a deluxe, that needs to be perfect. They cannot have any mistakes that glaring on a deluxe figure so that is uh that's my next one so Agreed. back to you right, my next one is a repack and i almost didn't put this on it because it is a repack because i almost went with and you might find this odd the darth vader return of the jedi or the ahsoka tano from the ahsoka show and I love the Ahsoka Tano is a great figure. 
it just it's an it's literally no different at all from the one we got two years earlier in the second season of Mandalorian, except for like her skin tone is slightly more orange. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, why didn't you just do the white version? She's almost exactly the same outfit in white. Just paint it white, change the little accessory belt on her, and good go. Uh, so I don't know. Did not like that cash grab for a second time. And like I said, I almost put me to the Return of the Jedi Vader, even though I love that Vader. But yeah, that surprises me. What what would be your nit to pick on that one then? The Vader? Yeah. He needs to have the chubby bald face of Sebastian Shaw. And instead oh, he okay. a mixed okay. version of like if if Hayden Christensen got kind of chubby a little bit. No. I like I like nice chubby face Sebastian Shaw laying down and that. I don't like like kind of a mix kind of from the games and and Hayden. But yeah, you know, we had talked about that Vader. Uh, I I since had opened mine, and I'm very happy with it. It's a nice. You know, it's great. There's very few bad figures of any actual bad. Like I almost put that Sabine on there, but like, no, that's not really a bad issue with the figure. It came with a deluxe figure. He did come with some extra stuff. One of the accessories, her helmet was messed up, and this isn't worst accessory. This is worst figure. So, I couldn't get, I couldn't blame Sabine for well, that. Well, the the helmet I think is integral enough that it it's like part of the figure to me. So, uh, but anyway, what was your last one? So my last one is Jedi Academy Luke from <laughs> which one? The single card or the or the deluxe? uh it it doesn't matter really um my reasoning is and i've mentioned this before it is close enough to his return of the jedi costumes that to me it's like it's the same thing like some people will really fuss on say a new hope stormtrooper versus return of the jedi stormtrooper or New Hope Vader versus Empire Strikes Back Vader, whatever. To me, it's all the same thing. It's close enough. Like, I don't really care about those very, very, very minor differences. Uh, so, again, I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad figure. To me, it's just unbelievably boring. Because it's just a slight variation on luke's return of the jedi costume i could care less <laughs> that, that that's why it's bad not again because of the quality of the figure it's just it's unbelievably boring to me i gotcha um so let's move on to what were our five best all right all right well if anyone knows me, my number one of all time, regardless if it's just a retool of a sculpt. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> and a retool of a, of a six-inch figure that came out a couple years ago. Let's say it Dunk together. Grand, Grand Admiral, Admiral Roth. <laughs> he was my number one in all these big March Madness things for years. I I have the 5POA figure. I have the comic back pick figure from years ago with the came with Italian card. We finally got him super articulated in the correct outfit because the comic pack figure take is like a is kind of like a, a mesh of two different art styles from last from uh, Dark Horse Rising and Last Command put together. Um, this is 
the six inch scopes shrunk down. I know it's the Rebels one, and in the Rebels one, is he like you said, he is the Rebels have a very specific art style. He's more realistic. I love it. I don't care. Uh, as soon as I heard the cat, the Admiral Piet was getting made, I was like, they gotta make Thrawn, they gotta make Thrawn. And they did. Oh, I love it. All right. So, um, again, and this is in really no particular order, Chrysanthemum. I went crazy when he first showed up in Book of Boba Fett. He steps out, and I'm like, that is the most badass-looking Wookiee ever. <laughs> they did a great job on the costume, and I I was all in. I'm like, this is so cool. And, uh, you know, I was hoping they made a figure of him. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, please make a figure, please make a figure. Uh, they did. Uh, he's he's great. He's great. I think he could be maybe a little bit taller, um, because he just seemed like massive. But I think someone said that the actor is actually shorter than Peter Mayhew, so it could just be you know the angle of the camera and stuff that made him look like even bigger. But, um, yeah, great figure comes with uh couple extra little accessories the guy mine with, with his mug he's holding his big mug of spotchka or whatever hmm. <laughs> whatever he's drinking um yeah great figure great figure comes with the well, first time you got the melaroon melaroon run flute fruit yep. that's been mentioned a lot in rebels now if you remember because he's actually not from bugle fett he's originally from the comics and he hooked up with he was a uh, part of the crew that would rob places and also hunt down places with the Doctor Afra and her murder droids. So, yeah. So, and that was that was really, I think, what made it so surprising too was they could have had any big Wookiee bounty hunters uh, step out, but when if you're familiar with the comics, which I'm sure a lot of people watched it and they're just like, "Oh, that's a really badass looking Wookiee," but when you kind of know where he comes from, you're like, "Whoa, they're pulling from EU!" You know, that was so cool. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed great figure so what's yes. your next one all right my next one down oh okay i like millions of fans that were still watching disney plus at the time sat there in shock and awe to see the green saber of luke skywalker cut through all the dark troopers and then rebuild himself at the end through the through the smoke of the uh open doors and i was like it was the first time we had seen luke post return of the jedi in his prime when he's not uh, a cynical old hermit man that doesn't want to deal with the re we saw him when he was still the Jedi master we'd all read about for 20 plus years in the com in the books and comics trying to bring set right it that had sent what it went so wrong doing what must be done winning what must be won it was that hero we'd always heard about and saw from so many years ago and collectively we all just stood there with our mouths open like they actually went there and that would be Luke Skywalker, Imperial Light Cruiser. That was a great. I know he's not exactly totally new because he's kind of like from his his torsos reused, but his arms and his legs are are new. The waist down. Yeah, he's might be slightly nostalgia, just like Admiral Thrawn is with that for me. But you know what? He looks awesome in that old black outfit. All right. So my next one would be the Grand Inquisitor. 
Oh, oh, nice. Got that him is not good. too long ago, and uh, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail why he hit my five best. Uh, another category later down, I will go into a little bit more detail on that. I mean, yeah, that's you might see him in a different category on mine. Just saying. Let me see my next one. Oh, was one we just I just got recently, and I'm so glad I did. Uh, he was canceled and then brought back would be Jedi Dark Jedi Jedi Revan from Kotor, which I know they put Galaxy Heroes, whatever. He's from Kotor. I love him. He's uh, got good looking. He's got he's really well sculpted. He's very unique, and I got to do replay on on Kotor because I just threw him in every pose I could. When you go deep into Kotor, and I'm talking like 30 plus hours into that game to start, just as a scratch the surface, you start really going into a lot of the lore of the old Star Wars universe. And, you know, Revan's your avatar. He's a guy for some people. He's a female for other people, depending on how you decide to make Jedi Revan. Because you get to decide everything about Revan from the way they look, to the way, to their sex, to their gender, to their choices, dark, light, evil, good. And I'm so glad that they brought out not one, but both versions of them. The dark and light version. So Jedi Revan. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I do not have mine. It still says due in January on Big Bad Toy Store. So I was not able to get my hands on him yet. Uh, So my next one is a figure that I would say I didn't put him as my most anticipated simply because i i wanted to put something else there and so uh, he's making my five best but that would be cad bane i've wanted him in realistic vintage collection for well <laughs> since we first saw him in animation um and finally we got him and love him that was gonna be mine was cad bane because he's a nice figure i uh right. so yeah i'll say my number four cad bane Yes, I uh, I love the removable hat. I have the Clone Wars version. Uh, he's a little bit more. He's not his face isn't as pinheaded in this version. He's got a little bit more chunkier face to himself, like the actual actor's head, head mold puppet had yeah. in the but uh, sh- if, show. But the one thing where you can kind of get or you can kind of uh, kind of retrain your brain into not seeing it as looking weird is think about it this way. Look at live-action Christopher Lee, and then look at animated Count Dooku. Yeah, true, true. And, He's and way like, more Yeah, they totally and... don't look right. So, yeah, that I think the fact that this deviated so much from the look of the animated, the animation, it's like, well, yeah, no crap. I mean, <laughs> of course, look at the animation. <laughs> None of it looks like the actors. So, I think once you kind of can put that idea in your head. It doesn't really bother you as much. Yeah, me, I uh, true. It's it's same thing with uh some other characters. But yeah, I love his guns. He just he looked great, and then he's just a well-made figure all the way around. Love his accessories. Love, uh, yeah. He was my number four. He almost he almost out like he was almost above Jai Luke, but or Jai Revan, remember and and Luke, but but not okay, again. I I don't have a lot of nostalgia. For Bane, the way I do for Luke, so Luke I went out on that one. All right, so wait, how many more do you have to do? I have two. More. I have one. I have one more. So you're searching to go. Okay, so uh, my next one would be Cal Kestis. Um, mm. 
I, I, I love his little droid. Uh, he's a good figure. Yeah, you can really pose him. Well, I think he's a different kind of figure too. And I like the fact he's from the video games. So he's not a character that we've seen 500 times. And th this is the first vintage collection version we've gotten of him, which is a shame because I, I would have loved to have been able to get him in his uh, uh, outfit from the first game. But alas, it is... It is not to be, and uh, for people that are really big fans of the character, I mean, they will be able to get him in Officer Disguise uh, later on. Yeah, I agree. that The the skipping of him, I think it's been, what was it, two or three years ago when they were still kind of standoffish about doing video game characters too much that weren't well known? Yeah, Just... well, they they did, like, all kinds of characters that he fought against, like the, the Biker Scout and the Purge Trooper. So they were doing all these villain characters where they could just like easily retool or repaint one. And people made the point. They said, well, who are, who are these biker scouts going to fight against? They're supposed to fight against Cal Kestis and we don't have him. Like what the heck? So, uh, yeah, about time. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> to your last one, then my last one, which depending on when you got them, you may have got them earlier in the, at the tail end of 2022, but I didn't. Most people didn't get them because if you didn't get them from Asia until early 2023, and that would be from the second season of Mandalorian, the artillery trooper, which I love. An artillery trooper. First, he's using the newer ANH legs that doesn't have the bell bottoms, which I don't think we get hung up with. I don't. But for the artillery guy, I kind of like the cleaner look of it. He's wearing his yellow. He's got his yellow. Pauldron signifying who he is, his yellow accents. He's got his backpack with with three to four of those little bombs you can put that come out of the backpack and you can drop down his little mortar shooter. It comes with that. He and the gun, I think it comes with a gun too. Comes with lots of good accessories. Ah, oh, I appreciate that. Look, like, look at all those accessories. That wasn't a deluxe. What yeah. the heck? Yeah, I really like that figure. Uh, I opened mine uh, just recently. And yeah, I mean, for a stormtrooper, you are actually able to pose him. It, it's a little tricky, but you can actually get him kneeling down, taking a knee, and like he's ready to use the mortar. Great figure. And it, it's really just, I mean, it's pretty much a basic stormtrooper, but the accessories are really cool. I really do like that one. So um, my last one on my list is the one that I received just yesterday. And that is General Harrison Dula. I mean, all the photos, it looked like it was going to be a great figure. It did not disappoint. And definitely props for whoever the sculptor was, because that is the finest rear of any Star Wars action figure I think I ever saw. <laughs> Hello, what have we here? Uh, yeah, it, she's looking fine uh, from that angle. But, like, her jacket has a couple patches on it. So, you know, they got really good paint apps for all the different patches she has. Really good sculpt. And the one thing that I like about it that I stuck out to me is that they did her hips differently. Did you notice that? Her hips are different. What do you mean? Okay, so, like, a lot of the figures, they have a hinge. And if you want them sitting down, you have to rotate that 90 degrees and hinge it forward or if you want them to do a wide leg stance you just hinge off to the sides and then depending how you have that you have to rotate the thigh okay i have always found that incredibly annoying 
we've had better hip designs on action figures for years and for some reason they decided oh that's the best way to do it it is a pain if you have a figure and you want them to do a wide leg stance or want them to sit you have to do all this ridiculous amount of manipulation like you're trying to do a rubik's cube or something to make it work well with her they basically have across the crotch area it goes out to a t-bone like a, a ball socket on either side and then the uh the hip the uh, legs go in there and there's like a little bit of a slot so you can do the spreader uh the spread leg stance or you can do the sitting without having to rotate uh the thighs around hmm let me let me, let me throw my blue gloves on here and take a look i have heard well because she's coming with i mean she comes with the new ball socket ball socket hips that's not the regular swivel hips i understand that um, well that's the only new figure that i've that i've seen that on really like every vintage collection figure oh uh, i see West. what you're saying well i mean no they don't I mean i mean when you look at like the original mandalorian he has swivel hip he has a uh, those like uh ball ball swivel hips and these are actually like ball socket hips yeah that's what you're saying right yeah because it's that's yeah, how well, they should be doing it. Forget all this crap well, with that extra hinge. Go to your Death Watch figure from Mandalorian Season 1. Um, he has... That's when they started really doing that a lot more. But she's got a little bit of more, like... I don't know, you're right. It's kind of like set up to where it's purposely like that. Huh, interesting. The problem with the other design is... Sometimes one is a little, like, say the thigh swivels a little bit easier than the hinge goes. And so it's like you're constantly trying to move one part and then it moves something else. And you're like, no, I need one part to stay while the other one moves. It, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, wh why are they doing this when, I mean, you can still get the figures to pose well, but you can get them to pose well without all that nonsense. <laughs> And for whatever reason, that's what they've been doing. So just that one design element, I mean, that that sets the figure up a lot higher for me, is uh, that they have a much better design of the uh, the ball and socket hips there. But yeah, overall, great figure. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, had I owned it a little bit more longer than just getting it this afternoon, I probably would have had her higher on the list. But I have to sit there and pose or something, mess with her something to make sure. Because I didn't hear all the griping that her and I don't I think Diana Lee Sato, they don't have the uh, the wrist hinge because they're. And I'm like, guys, the ladies have real thin wrists, so I kind of understand that. So Hin hinge wrist only really matters in a, in a couple kind of cases. For example, if you have a trooper trying to hold a blaster in two hands and have it up high. Having that right hand be able to hinge to get the gun higher, that those are cases where it's important. Or maybe where, for example, they're holding a lightsaber and you want them to be like pointing it more. And then you need the wrist to be able to rotate to kind of have the, the lightsaber more parallel to their arm versus holding it at like a right angle to their arm. You know, there's a few cases like that where the character could benefit from it. But in a lot of cases, mm, you don't really need it. Yeah. I mean, I, like if, for like guys with like the troopers need that, you know, for the gun placement. You're right. Uh, I, don't know, I would like it on Hera though, because she has those gloves. But I'm not going to sit there and like, 
like, oh my god, well, hope I think they asked about it, and they said it's not going away. It just depends on the figure construction and things like that. People with like thinner wrists kind of blows, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. So now we're going to move on to most anticipated figure. Well, one was going to be um, Paz Vizsla because I wanted to see how big he was. You know, he came out early, early in 2003 or ooh, late 2022. If you had, if you can, he came out, and then within like three months of him coming out, he dies in, in season uh, three. But we waited so long for that guy. He was in season one of Mandalorian, season two, and in Book of Boba Fett. He's in all three seasons, and in so he's in four different four seasons of stuff. You know, you finally got him. After what, four years? No. For no, some reason, I was thinking he came out last year. He came out this year? It was, well, he, he went for pre order last year and he came out early this year. Unless you may, some guys have bought him in Asia, like the Australian Mike got him, but he was early this year. Huh. Yeah, I didn't have him. I didn't have him written down because uh, <laughs> I thought he was uh, last year. And the list I was looking at uh, of this year didn't have him listed. Hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with pre-ordering like so far in advance is exactly some of these some of these figures. I'm like, that was this year? No, that's the, that had to be last year. No, it was January. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened this year with Star Wars. So, well, my most anticipated, keeping it in Clan Vizsla, is pre Vizsla. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, I always thought the character was pretty cool, and uh, we only ever received him. In the animated Clone Wars style, and it was his first uh, costume iteration, and I actually like his second one a lot better. That was the one I was working on making a costume for a number of years on it, and finally gave up because I said this jetpack is ridiculously enormous. And it was funny because it was like one of the few elements I finished. But yeah, I had been hoping that we were, even if it was an animated version, I would have probably gotten it if they had his. Uh, the second costume he had and so finally after all these years we finally get him realistic style in that costume and uh really really great figure you know the like the likeness is really good i'm assuming a lot of the body parts were reused from other mandos they did but just really happy to get my hands on him that's why i say anticipated and uh, like I said, he could almost have been interchanged with Cad Bane because I wanted Cad Bane for a really long time too. But uh, I, I figured I'll put one here and one in uh, in the best of. So, and I thought Cad Bane would fit a little bit better in the best of, just for the fact that Previsla again probably reuses a lot of parts. Well, it does. And though I will say that head sculpt on Previsla is darn nice. I was looking at it a minute ago. I opened it. But yeah, great figure. Great figure. Yeah. So now we'll move on to most overdue. It's about time figure. All right. Well, I'll say you right. It's the rip, but it should have been. It should have been years ago. General Hera Sindula. She has been years being needed to be made. I don't, everyone's like, well, you know, Rebels just had in that time we weren't doing, you were doing super articulated figures back then. You just, went, you just had her in the little kid's line. You didn't want to put her in the line. She, the entire Rebels crew could be in this most anticipated or uh, long overdue figures. So and you might see this again. There's just every Rebel figure that comes out is going to be in that section. It should have been, it's long overdue. She's a great little figure. 
I hope we get more of the Rebels. We are getting more of the Rebels. We're getting Season 1, Kanan, and Zeb Mainline, not counting all the ones that are coming with the, um, coming with the uh, Ghost. Yep. So, yeah. Any Rebels figure is long, long overdue. Yeah, to me, that that's the... That's the tough thing is if I pull one into a category like that, it's mm. kind of like it's kind of like I would want to do the whole team. So, uh, like I almost count them as, as one versus uh, individuals. Um, so I have for most overdue is Tessic. Oh, yeah. He, we have not gotten him in any form since uh, Power of the Jedi. And he was one of the original Kenner 96. So definitely what I thought was the most overdue. And it's about time we got him. Agreed. So now on to biggest disappointment. What was your biggest disappointment figure? All right, I had two. And I won't go, I won't go very long into detail on either one. Just so we, I, it can be it. Right, first one was the single carded phase two clone trooper that came out on the Andor card. I know it's a new sculpt. Yay, new sculpt. That helmet and that body, like the armor doesn't look correct. I know it looks closer to what was in Andor, which I guess it's whatever. I'm glad they've tweaked it some for the four packs, making it more uh, relatable to what was on screen in the movies. Because he's like chunky made for the when they made the Andor actors. I don't know what happened there, but no. And then... We got that helmet with the tiny little squeaky squeeze switch visor. We, you know, the guy couldn't see through anything like that. Um, yeah, that was my first disappointment. And then my second one, I knew it was gonna be a disappointment when I saw it, when I heard about it, and when I got it today, I was disappointed with it. And that was director Orson Critic. Really? First off, his hair is brown, not. With wisps of gray, like it should be all through it. I guess near the bottom it kind of is. And then this monstrosity of a plastic cape around him. I mean, I don't even, he's basically, I just only need to have him in articulation of the legs. He can just sit like a soul shaker. There you go. And like, I knew it was going to be a mess with that. But I thought maybe, maybe they'll realize they've made stuff and change or something. Maybe. No, it's a big, thick plastic cape. We talked about this before, I think. Uh, you should just do the top plastic and do the rest because it's forever stuck in. So if you want to have that cool beauty shot they did of him walking across the water or have a flowing cape on him like Vader, too bad. You don't no cape for you, no cloth for you. That's like shame. That's a shame. Do you think it's the same one from the five POA? They just um, it's very close. I could probably go check if you want me to want to look. no no that's that's okay i'm i'm actually uh i have mine already sitting in my pile of loot so i actually don't have him in hand yeah yeah that's that's a shame yeah i i mean other he's other he's on the officer sculpt good it's a good sculpt for everything he has a good and he has all his rank plaque correct and it's nice and tall and everything but yeah if i get plastic capes i want them to be functional for the character like plastic capes below the waist so you don't have that weird skirt looking thing like a plastic cape on that jedi academy luke skywalker wouldn't that have been awesome like that little hell he have the like, plastic officer's uh, uniform draped down below the waist on the mm -hmm. belt like that wouldn't that have been great for that luke instead of 
that cloth version they gave us. Uh, I, I don't know. It's almost like the Royal Guard situation. Does, do the Royal Guards need full soft goods? Right? Now, I've been one where I like the full soft goods on Royal Guards, even though they just they just stand in the movie and, do, and don't do anything, really. Because I like to do stuff on the comics and everything with them. Like, yeah, plastic cape. I wouldn't mind, like, a pla- like, like the Mandalorian. It's great. He has that half cape that's plastic, right? It's functional. It looks like it's a bit swishy, but it doesn't get in the way and hurt the figure. It just hangs back and it looks correct. That's how you do good plastic capes, guys. This, I I would dare say, don't even put the cape on them. Or do it like they did Vader and do a little hook in the front or something that's white so it looks different. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to get my girlfriend to see if she can sew me a little white cape for that size and use that and just put it on him for a custom cape. Then it looks so much better. Yeah, well, his his also um, it lays like over his shoulders a little bit yeah. differently uh, than some other capes. Like his is kind of unique, so you have to kind of try to get that just right on it. But yeah, I'd be interested uh, if you if you try to custom make one. I'd be interested in seeing what it looks like. So my biggest disappointment, you know how much I love droids. Uh oh, here we. I got my chopper and I was like, what the heck? Now, there is a caveat to him to saying he is too small. When Chopper was first introduced, he was animated. There was no quote unquote official size. Nobody really had. Somewhere in Lucasfilm's archives, probably have. A record of how tall he was supposed to be, all this stuff supposed to be. But again, he was animated. So when droid builders started building quote unquote life size choppers, there were variations because everyone kind of was using their own idea of what was right, their own estimate. But for the most part, it was figured he's an astromech, he's probably the same the same diameter as R2 but a little bit shorter. And then his dome actually flares out at the bottom, just a little bit wider than the, uh, than the body. So, okay. We didn't really know what his real size is supposed to be, but we had a previous Hasbro release, which was fairly small, the five POA one. And then we had the Disney parks one, which was slightly bigger. And the Disney parks figure is excellent. Came with like a, I forget if he came with a swappable leg, but really good figure. Has the arms on the side. He did, yeah. And everything. Great figure. And then I get this new one and you put him next to either of the other two releases and he's, he's easily smaller than all of them. Now, here's where I say there's a little bit of a caveat. Obviously, Lucasfilm has a life, a real life-size chopper. So there is an official size. So now the question is, did Hasbro make this according to actual size, uh, where he is scaled properly to how he appeared in the Ahsoka series? If they scaled him to what he was on TV in live action... I'll give them a little bit of grace because you can say, okay, they're trying to be accurate. Even if accurate doesn't necessarily look right to us. 
Okay. However, regardless of that, I would rather have it look right when compared to other figures and other astromechs. And he definitely looks undersized. His arms on the side of the head are also a little bit smaller, so they don't have the extra articulation that the Disney Parks one did. The paint job on the legs awfully feel like feels awfully green. And I don't remember if in Ahsoka they were that dark, but you compare it to the two other releases and the paint on the legs doesn't look the same. It definitely looks a lot darker and more green to it. Again, that might actually be more accurate to what was in live action. I don't know. So there, there was that, which just made it look a little off. I will say the orange on the dome is more accurate where the Disney parks one is really dark orange. Uh, it's a little too dark. So loving droids and liking chopper as much as I do. I was so looking forward to getting him in vintage collection. And then it was just like, Oh, this, this kind of sucks. So yes, he is my biggest disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard the same complaints. I, I didn't put my chopper on there, even though he, I think he could have been, but I have the Disney parks one. And I, like you said, there are some t- gives and t- gives and takes on it. I don't know. I I don't really. I'm not a big chopper guy. I'm not. I'm not a big art. I'm not. I'm not one of these like droid crazy fanatics like you are. So I don't really like. Had this now? Had this been like some kind of weird trooper that was wrong? Of course, because I'm a trooper guy, not a droid guy. So I, I just like. Oh well, get the job done for those stinky terrorists anyway. So damn rebels. All right, so what is your biggest better-than-expected surprise figure? Ah, you might have heard it earlier when I said you might see him. That is the Grand Inquisitor. I was not expecting him to be as good as he was, but he is a fine-made figure. Even though, yeah, the head sculpt doesn't really look like an Utapalan, exactly, because the guy in the... Because whoever was in the uh, prop and makeup department over at Lucasfilm just said, "Eh, phone that one in. Looks like the... they look like the cartoon, and they're like, wait, the cartoon is a stylized thing. It's supposed to be off an actual live-action thing from 2005. Uh, anyway. But he's very well made. He's a good base for a lot of other Inquisitors you want to make. Um, I liked him a lot. I'm surprised at how good his articulation, how well he sets up. He's like, and so I will be using him for a base for many things, and, and I probably may recreate some uh, Rebels uh, scenarios with him. But yeah, I like the Grand Inquisitor a lot. Well, my uh, biggest surprise figure is, like you, the Melonhead himself, the Grand Inquisitor. Like a lot of people, the the Grand Inquisitors, or uh, the Inquisitors, they're a good concept and actually kind of have a little bit taken from some very, very old Star Wars lore, but they just have kind of always missed the mark a little bit. Uh, how they've been portrayed in, you know, whether you're talking about the comics, TV shows, whatever. Uh, they've always just kind of fallen yeah. a little flat. So as a character, it was kind of like, well, I want to get a hold of him. He's a major character, but, eh, you know, wh- whatever. If they hadn't made him, I don't think I would have, like, cried about it or anything. So I get him and open him up, and I'm like, this is surprisingly very well done. His cape is two different colors it's i think more of a gray to the front and the back is more black i believe 
and it tucks under part of the armor like really well another problem that some figures have pre was one really had this problem super super rubbery accessories his lightsaber is not his lightsaber seems like a really nice hard plastic and the lightsaber hilt plugs in his back and stays there very very well and he also holds his lightsaber well there's nothing more frustrating than you have a figure and their weapon they can't even properly hold the weapon like did the guy modeling the the gun and the guy modeling the hand never talk to each other never test out the fit there, there is something incredibly frustrating about a character that can't even hold their own weapon uh he can hold his lightsaber really well so yeah. for just all those reasons added up that was a surprise to me because i was not expecting a whole lot i was just eh this is something to check a box in the figures that they need to make uh and turned out no it's a really legitimately great figure yeah i agree he is nice uh i don't even honorable mention also to someone you mentioned earlier sabine wren who that's a really nice put together figure even though the, the helmet's a whole nother left turn we didn't expect and honorable mention something that you didn't like that I didn't expect to like it, but as I messed with it, man, I just, the nostalgia hit me hard. Was Boba Fett in the Kenner, original Kenner colors from Target? That one, I was like, dude, I just I kept messing with it. Because, you know, we had the Dark Horse one, we had the Vintage Comic one, we had the uh, original. Then I, said, then I started messing with the Vintage Kenner colors, and I'm like, dang, on oh, that blue and red, and green, and blue and green's really hitting the nostalgia. Yeah, I think if, uh, if I had to point any other ones out i would say if we had a category for not necessarily disappointment but maybe underwhelming i would maybe say the female tuscan warrior uh, like i opened her up the other day and it was like yeah, it's okay i mean it has good soft goods it's just eh, yeah. yeah yeah i don't know it just wasn't re- didn't really excite me like some figures i open them up and i want to pose them and i'm like oh this is so cool but her, I was just kind of like, eh, okay, she's going to hold her gaffy stick and go on the shelf in there. I think all the officers, what was really nice to get that new officer mold. But to me, they're just officers. The Revan, like I said, I wasn't able to, I, I didn't get the Revan. I wasn't able to review it. One, that's a nice surprise, but it, it's essentially just like a update. And that is uh, the Biker Scout. One thing that always bothered me about the previous versions is the the head. They just had these little pea-sized heads. And so it's so nice that now we have a a head that is properly scaled to the body. But, I mean, that's not like they completely retooled the entire thing. You know, they just retooled some parts. But it it was happy to see. Yeah, Yeah, we, we got a ton this year. I mean, I probably only got half of them, but. <laughs> yeah, I got, you know, there were some others that we didn't talk much about, like the uh, the the Andor ones we got. We only got a couple of Andor ones, I guess. We didn't talk about all the Imperial officers we've got, which it's glorious. I love the, when they did the Piet and they did them the second time in the four pack. And We need to get Ossel now because I think he's he's one of the ones that's missing. 
Like if, I mean, not counting everyone in the briefing room scene, obviously, mm. but, and we could use a new Tarkin uh, using that body, but Oswald's oh, one, we only got once and he had the damn swivel elbows so he could do the, I'm holding my thing. And at that period of time, the paint jobs were not all that good on the films. No, No, they weren't. They, uh, I mean, it was 2001, 2002 when they came out. Like that. And that's like a one line. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was saga one. We didn't talk about the Obi-Wan versus Vader showdown two pack, the Obi-Wan show where Vader has the good cut across his helmet. That was real good. Yeah, I heard a lot of people uh, liked that. Like, I didn't get it. Uh, uh, I got it ordered. I haven't got it to me yet, but uh, it looks pretty good. Like, um, we also didn't talk about the new Han Solo indoor, which I guess is which I have. It's pretty good. I like he it. He almost but... made. Uh, there were so many good figures. Uh, obviously, not all of the figures I would have liked would have gotten on. Han Solo was one that was definitely in consideration. He would. He was just a really good figure, yeah. but besides, he was just a good figure. He didn't have that extra little something that says, "Well, this is exciting." Could have came with a. Uh, I don't know. He's the bunker, and he should have came with some uh, charges. You know, was like, "Come on, come on!" I thought, I thought about making a couple. Like they, they had some in the accessory packs from the Saga One line. I got some somewhere. Oh yeah, I forgot about those packs. Was that the same one that came with? Uh, the trooper helmets on like, the thing to play like the xylophone trooper helmets. Yep. That's the one. That's yeah. The that's, one. that is, that was a good accessory pack. Yeah. You know, I wish we could get more accessory packs. Just put like a trooper, like a stormtrooper in there and put like all his, except like, look, you want a deluxe stormtrooper 2499. Give me a stormtrooper with two or three different color pauldrons to the big sand gun, the big double barrel, the double canister ammo gun, the regular E 11. Give me the, uh, uh, stuff to make him into a uh, a uh, give me the big, the gap the big tall dewback pole. Give me the backpack that they can wear for sand troopers or the, the mortar trooper gun. Give me a deluxe stormtrooper with all the accessories. That'd be awesome. That would anyway. Be. It would. We didn't talk about uh, the well. We did. We mentioned Weekway. We didn't talk about Velkin Taziri or uh, Tamdrungen when he shoots. Uh, yeah, they didn't pump. really make the list for. It. I mean, because they were just. You know, they're glorified background characters. Yeah. So. And we were having some issues on the modal nodes. Because remember, uh, Finger and Dan did come out last year. But it was the 7-pack that came out this year. Is what happened. See, to me, it feels like longer. Like, I don't know. This year must have like felt really long. Because some of these yeah. figures, I'm like, there's no way they were this year. <laughs> um, yeah, I think now I think the modal nodes, if I had included them on this list... They would have beat out Tessic as about time because we yeah. waited for those longer. I think they re released the Power of the Force 2 sculpt at one point, but they're such an iconic part of the cantina and mm. that they never updated them since Power of the Force 2. That takes the cake as about time. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm hoping uh, Hasbro is able to turn some stuff around next year. Maybe hire some of those people back with a big apology and uh, a big sign-on bonus or whatever they might do. Because, yeah, I mean, the vintage collection, like like everything they've done for the past few years, like 
they've just been knocking it out of the park. I mean, you saw with our like five worst lists, like I said, we're picking nits to find something that is legitimately like bad. And there really isn't much that is just been doing some excellent figures. So they have been, I mean, maybe not as timely as we'd like. And there are certain missteps like a certain reveal, like exclusive, uh, deluxe figure. But other than that, they're getting a solid B plus to possible low a, like it's almost a plus work. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, we'll get some good stuff next year. Uh, it'd be even better if we got some lower prices to go with it. So I think that's going to wrap it up. I mean, that was, uh, quite a show there. Quite a show indeed. Yeah. That was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like I said, that will, pro- this is probably the last show that'll happen before the end of the year. Maybe, maybe not. Depends if there's anything to really talk about. Um, so we might be talking to everyone else in 2024. If you enjoyed the show, uh, please remember to uh, subscribe, tell a friend, all that good stuff. And uh, also, if you have any ideas for topics you would like to hear us discuss, uh, please shoot us a email. Uh, you can email me at uh, my business site, holdinthegroundpro.com you can email me through there or we have a Facebook page and you can go there and message us there and uh, just let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about and discuss Uh, if there's uh, any videos you'd like to see us do uh, we occasionally do some videos but uh, I hate having a fight uh, with all the people on YouTube for algorithm time and all that garbage uh that you have to do over there to get eyes on your videos and uh yeah uh check out our channel there too so with that we will bid everyone farewell and we hope everyone has a merry christmas and a happy new year and may you get all kinds of cool star wars stuff let me see we have a scarf for skywalker right yes and perfume for the princess yes yes That does it for this episode of Kessel Run Collecting. Don't forget to visit Hole in the Ground Productions where you can find over a hundred diorama kits for Star Wars action figures and more, as well as tons of prop kits for cosplayers and collectors. If you're enjoying our show, please leave a five-star rating and a positive written review is even better to help grow the show. Be sure to also check out Kessel Run Collecting on our YouTube and Rumble channels, because we do post videos from there from time to time. We also have a Facebook page, which is a good way to message us. Be sure to check out the show notes for links.